Hello, and welcome to California One. My name is Jojo Joseph, and today we will be previewing Baku. Uh, we're heading into an amazing race in an amazing city. Uh, this is one of my favorite uh, races. Uh, it's a street circuit, just like Monaco, uh, but there's a bit more action uh, as far as overpassing, uh, overtaking, I'm sorry, and uh, uh, you know, there's a little bit more drama. This race has proven to be quite dramatic over the years. We've had a, a few amazing incidents uh, that kind of live on in Formula One lore. So hopefully that keeps up. Uh, hopefully we uh, end up uh, with a great race. Uh, we already have a great championship battle going on uh, between Max Verstappen, who's leading the championship for the first time in his career, uh, being chased by seven-time champion uh, Lewis Hamilton. Uh, you know, Max had a great weekend in Monaco, as, as we all know. Uh, Lewis and Mercedes had, had a weekend to forget. Uh, we'll go into that in a little bit. Uh, first and foremost, I want to thank every single person for listening. Um, I said last time that we were expanding. We're in 26 total countries now, so we're pretty pretty proud of that. Uh, so we're out here in San Diego, California, but I want to call out not just everyone in the United States, but also Great Britain, Mexico, Australia, Germany, Russia, the Netherlands, Malaysia, Italy, Canada, Thailand, Sweden, Belgium, Greece, Finland, Lithuania, France, Ireland, Iceland, Bahrain, Colombia, the Ukraine, Portugal, Slovakia, Guatemala, and Israel. So uh, we've had people all over the world listening in. Thank you so much. Uh, make sure to tell your friends to subscribe on Apple or Spotify to California One. Um, you know, you could also check out the Instagram handle. The link is there, California One, the number one. Uh, so again, we appreciate every single one of you uh, for making this uh, a worldwide podcast. Now, jumping back in, uh, you know, we're going to go ahead and talk about uh, this amazing uh, season so far. It's been really, really good. Um, I'm pretty pretty positive that we're going to have a, an amazing race. Um, as I mentioned, Lewis Hamilton and, and Max Verstappen are kind of battling out right now. Um, you know, Max is about four points. He's four points ahead uh, of Lewis. Um, so let's go ahead and kind of look through uh, how everyone's doing. We're going to go through the championship standings, kind of work our way up, talk about each driver, what they need to do, what they're expected to do. Um, and what we kind of predict for them moving into uh, this part of the this part of the season. So, kind of jumping in, we're going to start off, uh, you know, with the back markers, uh, kind of give them a little bit of love. But you know, with the Haas team, again, we don't expect too much from the Haas team. Uh, Nikita uh, actually did better than his uh, teammate Nick uh, at Monaco. Actually, finished ahead of him. Uh, people were expecting him to have a terrible time, but he's performed well there in his uh, F2 career. Uh, so. It wasn't too big a shock that he did. He acquitted himself just fine in this race. Um, you know, now obviously, you know Baku is going to be a whole different challenge. The thing with Baku that's going to be, uh, you know, a little bit harder. Like I said, it's easier to overtake in Baku because of the straights and the braking zone. So it's a better combination of those two uh, as opposed to Monaco. On the flip side of it, whereas Monaco is, you know, the track limits are the walls. Like I said last week. Uh, Azerbaijan, Baku is, is a lot more so. Uh, when you come out of these turns, um, you know, we, we've seen it before. You know, Charles Leclerc hitting the wall, I am stupid. Um, you know, there's not much give. There's no there's no runoff rooms. You know, there's not that much runoff rooms. Nico Rosberg was especially critical of that when he raced. Um, but also the, the track walls are, you know, it could get pretty tight in there, especially when you're battling out for position. So Nikita and Mick uh, being new drivers in Formula 1 cars, uh, it's going to be a little bit of a challenge, you know, especially trying to get, you know, not just during the race, but during qualifying 
and during practice, trying to get as much out of the car as possible in those tight confines. Uh, that's their mission is just to make sure they get through unscathed. Um, you know, there's going to be a little bit of luck to finish anywhere above 19th and 20th, to be completely frank. But really, I think Haas is looking at him saying, hey, you know, this is a good practice to control the car, get your braking under control, you know, get your, uh, you know, your uh, uh, control of the throttle, make sure you're not spinning out or, or losing too much uh, pace. So we'll see how they do. Uh, moving on, you know, Nicholas and uh, George at Williams, um, you know, again, both of these guys, you know, they seem to be qualifying better. But on race days, it's, you know, they're, they're just back to being um, the Williams team that doesn't do well, you know. And uh, both drivers have pointed to the car, uh, saying that there's a big gap between qualifying and uh, race performance. Um, and not sure Williams is going to get that figured out. You know, it seems like once they're in dirty air, once they're behind people, uh, the car's performance struggles dramatically. Um, and that's kind of a shame because, you know, both Nicholas and George have had good qualifying sessions, especially George, Mr. Saturday, as he's called, uh, has done pretty, pretty well, um, you know, but, you know, it, it's just one of those things where, you know, we're expecting George to qualify well, you know, he's a great race car driver, but uh, who knows if it's going to go anywhere. Um, moving on to the, uh, to the Alpha Romeo team, uh, you know, Kimi Raikkonen uh, has had some decent performances, Finishing outside the points twice, uh, and then a couple of spaces in between there. Uh, he had one bad race where he wrecked into his teammate, uh, but you know he's looking to have a you know a pretty solid performance. Antonio uh, Giovinazzi uh, finished tenth. He got his first points of the season in Monaco. Um, you know, and he's been qualifying well. Now the question is, the cars for both the Alfa Romeos seem to do well in Monaco and the street circuits. The question is, are they going to continue that? They're Ferrari-powered engines, so we'll get to Ferrari in a little bit. But for the Alfa Romeos, they seem to be doing just fine. The question is, are they able to push that uh, and get that performance on the street circuits of Baku? Uh, we'll be interesting to see how that works out uh, for both drivers. I think Antonio is probably going to have the edge, though. He's got a little bit of momentum, I think, going on his side, a little bit of confidence building up. Um, you know, he, he has a lot to prove uh, this year especially. So uh, I think he's going to go a little bit all out uh, for this race and, and kind of build off the, uh, the that points finish um, from last uh, last race. Uh, moving on, uh, you know, Yuki Sonoda and Pierre Gasly, a little bit of a gap here. You know, obviously one is a rookie, Yuki's a rookie, and with that star, strong finish, a uh, strong finish in the first race where we were all ranting and fawning over him, I, I was especially, uh, he has not had a good go of it, you know, dropped down to 12th and then, 15th retire 16th so his, his performance has definitely dropped off a bit I think he's you know at that point where you know he's having some rookie blues uh, you know the cars the tracks it's all a lot a bit much and everything uh, for him it's just going to be focused on for the next uh, you know rest of the season but you know just kind of getting into that groove of trying to get those good performances trying to get into the top 15 get into Q2s Q3s um, and just get the pace out of the car that Pierre Gasly has and not make the mistakes that he has been making. So um, we'll see what happens with him. Pierre is, is sitting uh, pretty in ninth. Obviously, he wishes he was a bit higher. I think if he didn't have that terrible race to begin with, um, at the beginning of the season, he would be a lot higher. But, I mean, 7th, 10th, 10th, and then 6th. Um, yeah, he, he's showing his worth. Um, you know, I think right now, for sure, um, you know, he, he knows he could do better, but I don't think he's, you know, him and the uh, – Alpha Tower team are definitely probably just kind of like, okay, let's just let him do his thing. You know, he's shown improvement before. He's been shown he's able to, like, kind of 
pull himself up and, and get going. So uh, I figure they're going to look at this race as, again, a, a launch pad for the rest of the season just to kind of get going uh, with him. Um, moving on, so the Alpine team, again, we have a, a bit of a split here. And, and one of the surprises sort of of the season is that, you know, Fernando Alonso's in 13th place. Um, you know, his first race, you know, he had a retirement. Um, and then, you know, a, a couple, uh, two points finishes, uh, but then two terrible finishes, 17th and 13th. So he's definitely um, dropped off a bit. Uh, we're not sure why, because it seems like, you know, Alpine's performance has gotten better, but his hasn't. Uh, whereas his teammate, uh, Esteban Ocon, has had points finishes in four races, um, you know, and he's sitting at 10th spot right now. Um, so Esteban has done a really, really good job, and his pace has been really good. Uh, on race days, it's a bit, you know, bit of a challenge, but um, you know he, he's trending upward. Uh, I'm gonna say, sit there and say this. I think he's get a little bit of he gets a little bit of criticism, which I think is a bit unfounded, to be honest with you. Uh, you know, he he's been racing really well. He's been you know very rock solid. He's not making any terrible mistakes, at least not anything that's notable, noticeable. Um, and he's outperforming a two-time world champion who's his teammate in the same car, you know, and, you know, Fernando Alonso is no slouch. I know he's a little bit older, and we kind of joke for being an old rookie and all this other stuff, considering he's coming back after a long gap, but, you know, Esteban Ocon has been outperforming Fernando, so Fernando, he has to get his, his gears uh, running. He needs to make sure that, you know, he is, um, you know, the driver who he's known to be. Uh, Esteban, I think, is sitting pretty. Yes, he's, he's in 10th, but I, I think there's a good chance that he can move upward. I think he's going to get, you know, some really surprising performances, challenging uh, the midfield. Uh, so look out for them uh, for sure. Uh, moving on to Aston Martin. Aston Martin is looks like they're rebounding after a, a, a pretty bad start to the season. Uh, Lance has been driving pretty decent. You know, uh, he's had three top 10 finishes, um, you know, and, and Monaco, he finished eighth. Um, he's acquitted himself. I know there's been criticism about being a paid driver and all oh, daddy's son and all this other stuff. We need to stop all that right now. I mean, he's, he's acquitted himself quite well. I've said that before this season. He's driving really good. I think this is the best he's driven in a while. Um, he has finished on the podium in Baku before. Uh, if you remember a few years, I think it was 2017, uh, where, uh, Daniel Ricardo run, won the race and uh, Lance uh, was in second. He got overtaken at the very, very last second by Valtteri Bottas. Uh, but, um, you know, it, it was a podium for him. I think it was his first podium in Formula 1, uh, to be honest with you, when he was with the Williams team. So he knows his track. He knows how to drive on this track. Uh, look for Aston Martin to uh, initiate some really good strategy like they did in Monaco, uh, as we saw with Sebastian Vettel moving on to him. Yeah, you know, great driving, uh, you know, he put his head down. This is the Sebastian Vettel that we're known, known know and love. Um, you know, not just, um, you know, not just his driving experience, but his guile, that intellect, that kind of one-upsmanship. And he came into play in Monaco with the, with the uh, fifth-place finish, um, gets a decent amount of points, moved ahead of his teammate. Uh, you know, I was saying, you know, was it a mistake to bring him back? He's not producing, and then he comes out and, you know, has great qualifying, has great racing, and then, you know, thanks to his team, had a great strategy that put him out in a really good spot in Monaco. Uh, we'll see what happens here in Azerbaijan. He's had his ups and downs here. Um, infamously, that stop-go penalty where uh, he claimed that Lewis Hamilton brake-checked him, and then he went and drove and smashed into him, which was kind of a 
kind of not a good moment in his career, uh, but he's also had good moments, you know, finishing on podiums and whatnot. So we'll we'll see how he does on this race. I think he's going to do very well. I think again, Aston Martin, um, they realizing that you know uh, maybe their car's performance due to the new regs isn't as good as uh, it should be. Uh, they're taking a more strategic approach to things as far as you know being very alternative on how they run, running their cars longer, doing the overcuts, um, and it's paid off in that last race. So we'll see if they continue that. Uh, coming up with a different strategy. Uh, we'll see how they do. Uh, moving on up ahead uh, to McLaren. Uh, so, you know, kind of a, um, you know, again, a, you know, Jekyll and Hyde scenario here because, you know, you have Danny Ricardo who's finishing eighth spot or is currently sitting in eighth spot right now, you know, and he's had four top 10 finishes. Uh, Monaco was a nightmare for him, a weekend to forget, finished 12th, um, but he's sitting in eighth. On the contrary, his teammate, uh, has had uh, four top five finishes, one eighth spot, um, two podiums. So, you know, if you sit there and you tell Daniel, hey, you're, you're sitting eighth, he might feel good, but not him. He's a competitive guy. But when you tell him that his teammate Landon Norris has finished his third ahead of a Mercedes driver, ahead of both Ferraris, that's got to grind your gears. There, there's rumors that, uh, you know, McLaren is making changes to uh, the chassis of, of Daniel Rick's car. Um, you know, it, it seems like he's just not driving it as well um, as as he as they thought he would. And you know, like I said, you know, different drivers have different styles, and the car does impact how you drive. Uh, so if you have a different way of driving, for example, and you go from one car to the other, you could be the best driver in the world. But if the car handles differently, or you know, has a different chassis, or less downforce or more downforce, I, I'm not too technical, but it does it does impact. The driver when they go from you know one car to the next and daniel's gone through several different cars you know from red bull to you know renault slash alpine now to mclaren so he's gone through several different chassis and everything uh so if he's saying that the car is hard for him to drive and they need to make these changes i, I wouldn't put it past you know his knowledge that maybe it's going to help him so we'll see we, you know there's rumors that they are changing the chassis for him um and you know it'd be good for it'd be good for him to be good for McLaren uh, to have two drivers up at the top. So we'll see if that pays out. Uh, he has won at Baku before, so he does know this track. Uh, and if you have a chance, go to YouTube and look at his triple pass. He passed three cars in one corner uh, on this track. One of the best moves uh, I've seen since I've been watching Formula One. Uh, a triple overtake on a street circuit. Um, you know, with no forgiveness. There's no runoff or anything like that. Uh, amazing. It was a, an amazing maneuver, so definitely check it out. Uh, moving on to Lando. Lando's got to be feeling on top of the world. He did a renewal contract right before Monaco. He's locked in for a very long time. They're, they're, they are set with having him as their driver for a very long time at, uh, at McLaren. He's their A driver. There's no doubt about it at this point. Um, but I think he's gaming higher. I think he wants to get a, a, a wins, a win or two or three <laughs> under his belt. I think he feels like, he, you know, with a little bit of luck, uh, and his driving skills and some good strategy, he will get a top spot. So I think he's chomping at the bit. Uh, I love Lando. He's a, ve a very aggressive driver on the track. Great off the track, but very aggressive on the track. Uh, he's locked in. And so uh, we'll see what happens. Like I said, it's it's really for McLaren, the, the concern is getting Daniel Rick up the speed. Great driver. The car is good. They just have to get him to mesh well. With Lando, I think they just have to kind of sit back and say, okay, do your thing. You know, you're, you're doing great. Just we'll support you and we'll be behind you and, and see how it goes. Um, you know, moving on to Ferrari, uh, sixth and seventh right now. Um, you know, 
it, it's kind of a you know if if you said that Ferrari would be in that spot, I would have kind of been like, oh, they're going to need a little bit of luck, or you know, there's going to be you know someone else underperforming. But really, both drivers have done really really well. Uh, you know, Charles uh, had a terrible nightmare weekend to forget with with Montego finishing pole position, um, and then having that wreck right after getting pole position, which was an accident, wasn't on purpose, and then you know, right before the race, not being able to start because the car had issues. Um, but before that, he had, uh, you know, four top 10 finishes, including fourth place twice. Um, you know, Carlos has had uh, one race just out of the points in Portugal, uh, but uh, every other race, he's finished in the top 10. And in Monaco, he went all the way to second place. He actually felt like he had a, a car that could have made pole before uh, Charles uh, wrecked in qualifying and caused the red flag. So, you know, he felt like he had the pace. Now, again, both both cars, Ferrari, obviously Ferrari engines, and as we saw with Alpha Tauri, both cars performed very, very well. So maybe the Ferrari engines, something about them uh, works really well on these street circuits. Um, so we'll see if they're able to continue that. Uh, I'm very optimistic that they will. Uh, the question is, you know, uh, which of these drivers is going to come out on top? You know, but wouldn't be surprised if they're both competing for podiums uh, this weekend. I, I wouldn't put it past... Uh, the Ferrari teams, they look like they are really, really trending upward if you look at their results. Um, but they have to be pretty happy with where they're at. Um, you know, we didn't expect this from them. And uh, hopefully we'll see more from, from both of these drivers, uh, you know, this weekend and beyond uh, as they challenge. Uh, moving on to Mercedes. Uh, Mercedes, uh, like I said, they had a weekend to forget. And it, it was kind of one of those, uh, I guess they jinxed themselves pretty bad. Just because when you go from, uh, you know, the previous week, uh, or the previous race, I'm so, sorry, in Spain, where they pulled off that amazing double stop strategy, and, you know, we got, you know, this, I mean, if, again, if you see this on F1.com uh, or on YouTube, the, the video where, you know, you hear the radios where they're talking strategy and, you know, pull, pulling the data and kind of going back and forth and then saying, oh, we're going to do two-stop strategy, and uh, definitely check out that video because then you see, you know, Lewis, they pull him in at the last second. Uh, they get the fresh tires, he comes out, and, you know, you realize he's going to win, you know, and that was pretty awesome. And then, of course, you know, F1 put it out there, and everyone was like, oh, Mercedes is the best, and then Monaco happens. And what you have, you have Valtteri Bottas, who might have the worst luck of any driver currently on the grid. I mean, it's pretty bad. So Monaco, as, as we know, you know, he pulled into the pit stop and promptly, uh, you know, had a tire not come off. It took, I think, a good 48 hours before they could get it off. They had to take it all the way back. Uh, to the factory to be able to get it off, um, and that stinks. Probably the longest pit stop of all time, as they're saying. Uh, but um, you know, and that was it, you know, it, it sucked. He was running, in, you know, uh, in in a podium position. Uh, he came into the pit stop, did nothing wrong. He, did, he didn't do anything wrong, and ended up having his second retirement of the season. Um, you know, and it stinks because he's had three podiums uh, and two retirements. So he's got to be really, really kicking himself right now because he in, he's in fourth spot. He's behind Lando Norris, which he probably didn't expect. Uh, but he's also looking at the facts going out of, you know, these current five races, two of them I didn't finish. Um, one of them for sure was I had nothing, you know, this was not my fault. Um, this is really frustrating. So, you know, it, it's kind of one of those things for him. You really got to feel for him. You just wonder if his luck is going to turn. Um, you know, is the gap to catch the leaders, uh, Max and Lewis, too much? Um, but definitely... You know, I think he's looking at it saying, you know, I definitely still have to get in the third at least, especially with the car I'm in. So we'll see what happens with him. With Lewis, Lewis is pretty upset about 
Um, that seventh place finish that he had, like I said, the race before in Spain, amazing strategy. Uh, this race, um, you know, he didn't have pole uh, position, you know, but he was still in a, he is still in a position where he could pull off a great strategy uh, and end up in a pretty decent spot. So, you know, there's no overtaking Monaco. He was going to go blazing through the field. Uh, but it seemed like, you know, they had the car set up wrong. He went into the race saying, okay, let's get this done. And they put him on a strategy that will pretty much put three people ahead of him. So, you know, instead of finishing third or fourth, uh, he finished seventh. Yeah, he did get the fastest lap, but that's, I don't think he's feeling too happy about that at this moment. Um, so, you know, he's already came out and saying, I can't afford another Monaco. Um, and, you know, looking at the race results, I mean, it's been him, you know, him and, and Max, um, and with the exception of finishing one, two exception of Monaco. So he's absolutely right. He can't afford another Monaco. You know, Mercedes has to be on the ball. They, you know, they have comp competition this year, you know, and it's not competition between which Mercedes is going to be better, but, you know, is it going to be a Mercedes or a Red Bull? So, you know, Lewis has got his work cut out for him. Uh, you know, he is a competitor, so look for him to come out um, on fire this weekend. He's probably going to be um, as aggressive as he's ever been. Uh, you know, it's still a long season. We still have plenty of races. This is the longest F1 season we're ever going to have. So, uh, but look for him to come out there and really put his foot down um, because Red Bull is looking really good. Now, there's some controversy over the wings on Red Bull, Red Bull gives you wings, but the rear rear wing of the Red Bull, it, you know, they have a flexible wing. Is it legal? Is it not legal? I'm not going to get into that. I really am not a technical person, as I said numerous times, so I'm not going to be the one to tell you. Uh, but what I do know is they are looking at it. I don't think they're going to change it. I don't think it's going to make a big impact, and it's not going to take anything away from the fact that uh, both Sergio and Max are, are doing really well. Now, there is a gap between the two, not as big a gap between, say, uh, Lando and, and Daniel uh, Sergio's had some pretty good races he's had I mean four top fives to be honest with you no podiums just yet but four top fives he did have one poor race uh, in uh, in Italy but uh, overall he's done really really well currently currently sitting fifth as I mentioned in the driver's standings so uh, you know he's in a good spot he's got a good car it looks like he's gelling he's not the the Red Bull curse of the B drivers not hitting him at all so We'll, we'll expect big things coming into Azerbaijan. Really what it comes down to Sergio is just qualifying. Um, you, know, he, you know, he's racing really well, but it seems like his qualifying is still a little bit lacking, so he needs to fight his way back up into those top spots. Uh, so we'll see how he does. I, you know, I, I'm expecting good things from him uh, as well. Max, on the, you know, Max right now, Max is the king of the world. Like I said, this is his first time leading the point standing in his career, and he's had a great career in his, in his young life already. So, um, you know, Red Bull right now, they, they really need just to make sure um, that they keep on doing what they're doing. I mean, they've had great strategy. Their pit stops are amazing. But they have a driver that has a great car and he's in tune with the car. He understands the car. And then this is a lot like Lewis Hamilton, where once these drivers, you know, really come into kind of this esoteric knowledge of their car, uh, they're able to extract everything out of it. They're able to baby it at the right moments, push it at the right moments. Uh, and Max is doing that right now. He knows his car very well. Uh, he's driving the Red Bull insanely well. Um, you know, as good as Sergio has been doing, Max has been doing much, much better. And the gap between those two is bigger than Lewis and Valtteri, who both have really good cars as well. So with Max, you know, we're, we're expecting, you know, uh, I mean, he's going to come out swinging. He's going to come out uh, fighting on this one. Um, I, I can't imagine that he's going to have, um, you know, a, a tough time in Baku. He's, he's driven well here before. 
Um, but we'll see what happens. I mean, Baku is an interesting circuit. Like I said, it's a straight circuit. Has a really good uh, uh, first straight uh, on the start, going into the start finish line. Couple, you know, ninety degree corners uh, as it makes its way through, um, and then you know a really a couple good speed traps, good braking areas. Uh, I mean, it, it, I like it a lot. Um, like I said, it's not very for, not very forgiving as far as runoff areas. You get into the wall, your race is as good as dumb done. Sorry, um, but. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. I mean, I, I think it's going to be a great race. Uh, it is this weekend. Uh, it's going back to the traditional, you know, I, I know Monaco's a little bit different. Uh, so Friday, Saturday, Sunday here in California, it's going to be 5 o'clock in the morning. So I have to make sure that uh, I'm up at 5 o'clock in the morning to, to get everything uh, 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 on track and, and watch that. Hopefully, you know, I won't over oversleep or anything, but I, I should set my DVR just in case. Uh, but in any case, though, you know, we're looking to have a great race this weekend. It should be really good. Uh, make sure you tune in. Um, again, thank you all to everyone subscribing around the world. Um, you know, we're at 20, 26 countries, uh, over 100 and plus cities. Um, I'm not going to read off all the cities, but uh, I do appreciate each and every single one of you. Uh, like I said, make sure you subscribe to Cali Formula One on Apple or on Spotify. Tell your friends. Let everyone know. Uh, and if you have any feedback, definitely email me, CaliFormula1Podcast, the number one, uh, at gmail.com. Uh, or just hit me up on Instagram. I have, uh, you know, the open DMs on that CaliFormula1 uh, profile. Thank you very much for listening today. I'm Jojo Joseph, and I will talk to you uh, on Sunday after Baku. Have a good one. Bye.